0: some days it's going to be so much easier than others. We know this, but I think one of the most harmful and rejecting statements we can be told by someone else when we're feeling this way is that we don't have a right to feel that way or we shouldn't feel that way. Because right now I feel in need of a lot of extra support in addition to feeling entitled for being scared that I'm afraid things might not work out. And one of the reasons why I wanted to be a psychologist so badly is because I know the difference that a good psychologist can make. And I thought that on the end of being the psychologist, that as someone that's experienced so many mental health issues myself, that empowering, inspiring feeling of saying, if I can do this, if I can get here today, then so can you. Hello everyone, welcome to Sex and Spirituality. I am your host, Lauren Colletti. Thank you for joining me today. I feel like this is going to be a rough episode, but I have to get this out there because I think it's a universal experience, maybe not exactly what I'm going through. My heart is super heavy again. Today, the last week has just been really hard for me. But we're going to get into this. This is going to be super raw, unfiltered, personal, vulnerable. And hopefully this can bring some comfort to someone that's going through the same thing. So as many of you know me, I graduated with my master's in psychology. And I did this in pursuits of going on to a doctoral program because since the age of eight, I've always wanted to be a psychologist and that's changed over time. From a school psychologist to a neuropsychologist in the recent years to a forensic psychologist. And this has been the one thing that has kept me holding on throughout all of the trauma in my life because I thought at the end it would pay off because I would be a psychologist and that was the light at the end of the tunnel of my life experiences. I've always wanted to be in a position where people look up to me, I can guide them and I can help them navigate the traumas that so many of us go through, including myself, because I've been there, I've experienced every type of trauma there is, essentially. And I've experienced a lot of loss in my life. The loss of my father, the loss of my birth parents, the loss of three grandparents, But recently, I am experiencing the loss of my hopes and my dream of being a psychologist. I did grow up on the lower end of the socioeconomic scale. My dad was too sick to work. My mom was working a dead-end minimum wage job just to keep the house afloat. So we never had money for anything designer. We never had money to go out to eat. We never had money to go on vacation. And I know this is a first world privileged problem, but I was not set up for financial success. Uh, All the money that my dad had for me when he passed, my mother took and spent on my medical bills which could have been easily avoided if I just had the proper insurance (laughs) back when I was really struggling with my mental health and I was in and out of the hospitals and um, programs all the time. But I did not start working full-time until last year because of all of the psychiatric issues that came along with having bipolar disorder and major depression and anxiety and post traumatic stress disorder. And as many of you know or might know, whether someone's ill physically or mentally it costs a shit ton of money. So all of that money was wiped and having just finished my masters and having a loan out in my name, I have 50 plus thousand dollars worth of debt. But I was planning to pursue my PsyD, my doctorate in clinical psychology, nonetheless, because I really thought it would pay off in the end. And without getting too um, into my boyfriend's business, my partner essentially said, "It is not financially reasonable. It's not a reality to obtain that degree unless I want to be in crippling debt for the rest of my life." Now. I don't know much about finances, uh, financial literacy and money management. I've never had anyone teach it to me. My mother had never talked to me about anything real-world, real-life things my entire life and an episode on that soon to come, but I just figured I'd find a way to work it out because. My father told me, if you're gonna invest in anything, make sure you invest in yourself. However, my boyfriend essentially said, if you wanna be with me and you wanna start a life together, then you can't go to school. And I know it sounds harsh and it feels as harsh as it sounds, but I am seeing some truth in it. I'm also feeling really disappointed and grieving and grieving comes in a lot of forms and i wanted to talk about it here today because grieving the loss of the life that you envisioned for yourself is crippling and i am crushed and i feel very let down by this situation and hopes and dreams getting snatched away from us Whether it's due to things like death or age, infertility, poverty, in my case, injury, chronic illness, it happens. Or even other types of grief, like the loss of a relationship, it's loss nonetheless, loss of a pet. Sometimes the hands that we are dealt seem so random, and this whole thing has been a huge slap in the face to me. Sometimes things just don't go the way that we planned for them to. And honestly, right now, I feel cheated. I feel bitter. I feel sad. I feel angry. It's very hard for me to accept and rebuild the life that I've spent 27 years building. And this needs to be processed. This needs to be talked about because yesterday, I was feeling very hopeless. I was feeling like my life was meaningless and pointless, and I relapsed and self-harmed for the first time in three years, and I'm just going to put that out in the open. (laughs) I had a rough moment where I was having very scary thoughts that I don't want to be here anymore if the one thing I've ever wanted in my entire life is out of reach, is unobtainable for me, because a doctoral program is roughly $150,000. So essentially my boyfriend's logic was until you pay off the 60K you have in debt, you can't consider doing a doctoral program. And with my loans, that would take me to when I'm 37 years old. And I don't know if pursuing a higher level of education at 40 years old is worth it for me to work for 10 to 15 years and then just retire. And I just feel very limited and box-told having to kind of lose something either way, right? It's either I lose the relationship that I've been in or I lose my career and education because I love being a student, I love going to school, I love learning. And dealing with the loss of either is just really damn hard. (laughs) And regardless of the scenario, the loss of hopes and dreams is just so hard to cope with. And these losses aren't just felt at one time in someone's life, right? True grief form. They pop up as milestones, reminders, birthdays, important events, regrets. And for me, it's uh, a chronic feeling of emptiness. I think the magnitude of this could be hard to recognize when looking at it from the outside in, and I think those who experience these losses are kind of shocked because when we care deeply about something, it can be difficult to know and to let go. Sometimes our hopes are all that we have to keep us getting out of bed in the morning. People always like to say things like, it's never too late to follow your dreams, and I think many times this is true when there's a chance to see your dreams through the reality is though that some dreams will eventually be i don't want to say impossible but when our hopes for the future are truly futile we have to make choices we could hold on tight and keep carrying our dreams and our hopes forward but Such a heavy and hollow load limits our capacity to find other more fulfilling alternatives. We could drop everything and walk away feeling like shit, but at the same time, I know this distracts me and us and you from finding joy in the things we do have. And maybe if we could find ways to grieve our losses and Someday, if we're lucky, gain enough peace and acceptance to embrace another option. That's on the table as well. But I don't know. I I just feel so sad that, you know, people say money doesn't buy happiness. And I think this is true if you spend all your money on designer bags and things to be showy and flashy, which I'm not. I would rather spend my money on traveling and experiences and school and furthering education and bettering myself personally. So honestly, if I were to win $200,000 tomorrow, it would go towards paying off my student loans and eliminating my debt so that I could achieve the one dream I've ever had for myself. And just to know that that's not possible if I want to keep someone in my life really hurts. And yesterday he was there for me. He kind of talked me off of a ledge and I appreciated that. But today I'm honestly feeling so fucking angry with him because some people will never know the pain you're experiencing. Even if they try to put themselves in your shoes, if they grew up with things handed to them, privileged and a family supporting them and you have none of the above, it's super, super easy and inconsiderate of them to say, it's okay, there's better things, you'll be fine. (laughs) And I wanted to talk quickly about the stages of grief because today I feel really angry and yesterday I felt a little more peaceful. And I'm hoping and keeping my fingers crossed that my boyfriend will be patient with me to know that some days I'm not gonna be okay. I'm gonna be very (laughs) resentful. And I think that if he can't accept that and sit with my grief, then I don't know. If someone rejects your emotions and tells you your feelings aren't valid because they see a logical way, listen to my last episode on psychological invalidation. (laughs) So if you're newer to the stages of grief, and then I'll wrap this up on a high note on what we can do about it, (laughs) because I don't want this to be depressing, The five stages of grief are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And not everyone will experience all five stages. You may not go through them in this linear order. And grief is different for every single person. So you may begin coping with loss in the bargaining stage and find yourself in anger or denial next. And you may remain for months in one of the stages and then skip others entirely. The five stages of grief um, were coined by Elizabeth Kubler ross in her book on death and dying. And her observations came from years of working with terminally ill individuals. And even though I'm not talking about a death right now of a person, these stages can be adapted for other experiences with loss. And these are the most popular stages of grief theory but there's there could always be more right we don't want to limit ourselves and grief is universal at some point in your life my life everyone's life there will be at least one encounter with grief and this could be a death of a loved one the end of a relationship the loss of a job or any other change that alters life as we know it and for me right now this is so uncomfortable and scary because I feel like either way I lose. Grief is very personal. It's not neat or linear. It doesn't follow any timelines or schedules. You can cry, you can become angry, withdraw, feel empty, and none of these things are unusual or wrong. Everyone grieves differently, but nonetheless, these stages of grief might be commonalities and feelings you experience so what the fuck can we do about this (laughs) where do we go from here things that you worked hard for my degrees making a decision to leave them behind feels like cutting off the most important thing in my life and now I'm kind of just like now what and I explained it to him as I feel like I was a runner my whole life training for a marathon and right before my Olympic debut you fucking cut off my legs. (laughs) I think finding that next thing to fill the void of a big dream is a lot easier said than done. I just feel a total lack of direction and I feel like my life has been wasted right now. Everything kind of feels a bit more pointless. The big picture of my life feels missing. My dream of being a psychologist used to be my goalpost, something I always led my life in the direction towards. Even this podcast, I started out as sexist psychology. So right now, without that, I just don't feel a reason to do anything. I feel very unmotivated and I want to say clinically depressed because yesterday I almost checked myself into the hospital for fear that I might hurt myself. So if you're in this hole like me, how do you find that spark again? I want to say we have to give ourselves time, enough time to let the old dream go, allow ourselves the emotions of grief, anger, depression, loss, bargaining. It could be tempting to dismiss these feelings and jump headfirst into a new project, but the process needs to be experienced and felt and walked through. So we have to allow ourselves to just be, just empty ourselves from our old routine and live one second at a time (laughs) because even one day at a time just feels really daunting now. This could be hard if we're driven and goal-oriented, but sometimes it's good to give ourselves room to clear the table and allow ourselves enough time and space that our new dream has the space to appear. Also want to encourage you to try new things. Your new direction and purpose might be radically different from our old one. Give yourself an opportunity to explore completely new things, mingle with different people, travel, read books you would have never touched before. For me, I really can't travel because my finances are limited, so we have to find what works for us and what's tangible. And you might find a whole new world that you never had time to discover before because you were so immersed in your old vision for yourself. This is the time to give yourself a chance to experience something new. Don't force yourself to be okay. Instead, just keep an open, curious mind. And I think that's the hardest thing I'm dealing with today. I'm recording this at Sunday is that I feel this expectation and this pressure to just be okay with how things are. And that's a hard pill for me to swallow because I asked my boyfriend. I said, what is your biggest dream in life? And then he told me and I said, well, what if I told you that from now on today, you can never have that and you just have to deal with it and you have to be okay with it because I just said so. <laughs> it just kind of feels like a slap in the face. So I want you to be honest with yourself, spend time in learning more about the person that you truly are. Learn that you're more than just a, a degree relationship a job what is it that you really want in life to feel because if you want to feel successful which I want to feel I want to feel like my life has value I want to feel like I left an imprint on this world perhaps we can go about doing that in different ways and what have your experiences taught you the lessons up until now have you changed as a person It's so easy to go with what other people say or make decisions based on other people's expectations. But I think one day we'll realize that maybe sometimes things break down and fall apart for a very good reason. Our old dream didn't serve the person we are becoming now. We don't understand the way the world works But if we have faith that the universe, God, spirit, source has a higher plan for our lives and that we're going through this for whatever reason, maybe that will give us a seed of hope. So lastly, we have to redefine the dream. What is it that truly makes you happy? Ask yourself brutally honest questions. Maybe you want more time, not more money. Maybe you crave more freedom, not a more demanding job. When you become really clear about what is important to you in your life, you will find the first clues about what your new dream will look like. For me right now, it's going to be incredibly important to just say, I don't know what the fuck to do. I don't know where to go from here, but I'm just going to surrender this into the hands of the universe. (laughs) I think right now this feeling of anger and bitterness and loss and emptiness um, also ties into all the other losses I've experienced in my life. The loss of who I once was at the age of 21, the loss of my innocence as an adolescent, Change is so hard for me. Transitions are uncomfortable. But sometimes we have to endure a period of pain to turn things around. For example, a breakup. Breakups are usually never fun. And at first they sting really bad and you might feel burned and betrayed, which I'm feeling kind of betrayed right now if I'm being completely honest. Um, I don't know how to not feel that way. But that's how I feel. Anywho, we go through a breakup. We think it's the worst thing ever. (laughs) Our hearts completely broken right now. My heart is shattered once again, but you know what? My heart repairs time and time again. So I'm kind of used to that feeling. (laughs) Um, Then we realize that breaking up was the best thing that potentially could have happened to us and we find a purpose in our pain. And sometimes the new dream and the new direction can be found, I think, in the most unexpected of places. And that's what starting over is all about. I think it will take me a while to find my mojo again, but once we do, we can feel better on the other side, feeling like things are possible for us again. Life changes, we change as people, it only makes sense, our dreams change too. I think over the next couple months, I will need to find a new balance and a new direction and start to diversify my idea of what success looks like. I think achieving our dreams shouldn't be about sacrifice, which right now, it feels like sacrifice and pain, but hopefully with rebuilding that trust, again, it will be more about joy. What you do every day is what your life becomes about. The dream is just your idea of the future. So by focusing on enjoying the every day will lead us to that next big dream that's right for us, I believe. So right now, instead of focusing on school, because I just graduated, I just started a new job. I'm considering going for my KSAC. It's a lot less money, a lot less time, a much shorter investment, yet I can still be helping people and counseling and all that stuff. So this week, I'm going to look into that. I'm also going to start focusing on my writing more. The only other dream I've ever had besides being a, a doctor doctor of psychology particularly. Although I did want to be a gynecologist at one point as well as a psychiatrist but or a naturopath doctor, I have a lot of interests. But right now I'm going to focus on my writing, my next book, um, marketing myself, collaborating collaborating with people on here so that I don't want to say I can get more clout, but I would be able to I don't know, explore and kind of show off my writings a little bit more because I'm proud of my writings. I don't think I'm very good at many things in life, which I'm working on, but I'm a really fucking good poet. So I think that deserves to be celebrated and enhanced and embraced. So that will be my next project over the next year. It's just work with what I have and I'll do it with you. I thank you for listening to this episode. And I'm kind of sorry if you can relate to this. But if this resonated with you, I hope it gives you a feeling of hope and comfort. And we've been hearing the word, a new normal. So it's all about adjusting and trusting in what we can't currently see they always say rejection is God's protection. So we'll see where life takes us next. If you're enjoying sex and spirituality, please feel free to like, rate, subscribe, share, and reach out to me on Instagram. I love your messages so much. You all mean the world to me and I'm sending you all of my love.